You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Kermenges. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you guys so much for always making us your first daily listen. And it's finally time. My friend, former host, Brad Motter, has finally rejoined the program here. And we kind of laughed about it just a few seconds ago. He knocked off my entire intro. I couldn't even start properly. I feel like, (laughs) you know, I'm nervous going on a first date once again, even though we've done so many episodes together. But Brad, before we get into all the good stuff, and we've got a lot to discuss, of course, I definitely want to hear your take on kind of what's going on with the Los Angeles Rams right now. And we're going to dive into, you know, where they are, where they're headed. How can they fix some of these issues? What are some of these issues? How are you doing, my friend? Hey, man, life is good. Outside of football, life is pretty stinking good. Uh, for those of you on YouTube, hopefully I'm pretty clear. Worked on trying to get that upgraded. Got the tree behind me. We got some stockings. Tis the season. And hopefully it is the season to turn this football season around because it, it's been a struggle, but overall so so you know the bigger picture uh life is good no complaints over here i'm excited to be back and you're right i missed the intro because that's what gets me hyped up ready to go waiting for that beat to drop and you to kick in and tell us what we're talking about today so here we are we're back at it uh picking it up uh just like riding a bike so uh took a second but we're here and uh we'll get to hear me complain i'll try not to do too much i know you've been uh doing it i do want to give you a shout out before we get going because i remember those days of getting that awful loss and then combining another awful loss and then trying to get on the Monday episode and trying to like, not just be so negative and trying to find something. So you've done a great job the first couple of days of spitting the truth to us, giving us some negative, finding some positive. It's a tough job to do. And if you go on Twitter, you realize that not many people out there can find much positive. Um, I made a joke yesterday trying to come here and find some, some Monday positivity vibes. And, you know, I probably logged into the wrong app, but uh, here we are on uh, Wednesday, and it's, uh, you know, kind of turned the page day. We'll kind of rant a little bit about uh, what has been going on, but we've got that game that we like to call the get right game, and hopefully it's there to kind of boost us back into this, pull out, zoom out at the big picture and see that we're still sitting there in the playoff picture. We just got to ride this ship and get into the end of the season and can't continue some of the performances we've seen, but they've got a shot. The, it's really in their hands. Maybe not the division, but everything mm-hmm. else as far as getting to the playoffs is in the Rams' control right now, and that's really all you can ask to kind of close the season out. Yeah, it feels like the the world is crashing. You know, the season's over, but if we really take a step back here and, you know, the Rams win this game, and I think we all expect them to, if they don't win this game, all right, the season's over, we can pack it in. But if they yeah. win this game, they're sitting at 8-4. and four. Like, there's yeah. not many teams that have a better record than 8-4. and four. The Rams bought themselves a lot of time in terms of games by the win-loss record because of how they played early in the season, and it feels horrible when you get into this skid. But at the end of the day, there's still some solace to take into the fact that, you know, they're losing to really good football teams. They're still at least now competitive again against the Green Bay Packers, which we all expect more. You know, this team is not built to just be competitive. We want to see a Super Bowl, but you got to, you know, get through everything before you get there. So we'll start right there with that Green Bay Packers game. They've heard me talk about it. And um, I guess I'll kick it over to you. Not necessarily just even, you know, the Rams and the Packers. And, you know, you think about the two weeks prior, the bye week, all of these kind of last four weeks in general. I heard that the Rams haven't even won a game in (laughs) November. They're obviously not going to win one now with November being over. 
How does that make you feel? Where are you kind of on this team right now? And what do you think really is the direction that they're headed in? Yeah, it is pretty crazy to see that the Lions actually kind of had a better record in November because of the tie (laughs) they had. And then also seeing that their combined losses uh, were basically six points difference and and they almost go undefeated in in this uh, stretch in November. And then you look across in the division. And watching the Seahawks fail on Monday night was like this this joy. And then you look over and you're like, oh, crap, we've lost every game in November. So it's like hard to even point in the division and go, ha ha, you guys suck. Because they're literally where that's that Spider-Man meme of us pointing at each other. We suck in November. And uh, so that's been, that's been obviously rough. But again, flip the page. We've got a new month here. It's called December. We've got a bunch of games in it to kind of get back on track. The thing with the whole Green Bay game, right? We can rant and rave about... The, some of the coaching, Sean McVay's time management near the end, running on whatever third and one to then set great. up this field goal where, you know, I'm not a huge Troy Aikman fan, but he was pretty right when there was a minute left. And it's like, hey, why don't we kick the field goal, take the points? And if we do get the onside kick, we can kind of create some extra time for us to go get that touchdown. Um, but you said it yesterday uh, on the podcast. We talked about playing and competing in green Bay is not an easy thing to do. And we basically gifted them 14 plus points. The defense held tight. That first drive, I think they said was the longest drive of the NFL season that Mm -hmm. didn't result into points, which is great because the only bet I think I won that game is I had them punting on the second drive. I was doing live betting like a junkie and I had a punt there and I thought it was game over and we pushed them back and they had to punt, but the defense really did their own. They were put in really terrible positions from our special teams, from the pick six, that is three weeks in a row. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but through all the Jared Goff making fun of, through all the pick sixes, the fumbles, did he ever have three pick sixes in a row? I'm quite certain that he didn't. I don't know for sure, but I'm, I would say 99.9% sure that never happened. Yes, and I'm not here to go, oh, yeah, we should have Jared Goff, because I'm <laughs> really glad we moved on from that. But I really wish that we weren't talking about Matt Stafford with three consecutive games with a pick six. He looks uncomfortable. You mentioned the list of injuries. I'm sure that plays into it. But there's still kind of this expectation of regardless of the injuries, if you're telling your coach, your teammates that, hey, I'm good enough to play, then you got to be good enough to play, right? Because there's there's certainly going to be some birds chirping if this continues to go, that we've got a guy that we saw glimpses of last year that can move around and do just the same in this offense and maybe escalate it to a different level outside the pocket if need be. I'm talking about that wolf pack with John Wolford over there and not saying I'm not calling for him yet, but I'm saying if this continues and we're at this point of, do we lose the season or we keep playing a banged up Stafford? I think there's a conversation to be had there, but overall it was a competitive game for how bad our offense played and the terrible positions that we put our defense in. And it wasn't a Tennessee Titan, just complete, you know, beat down. It wasn't embarrassing. Can't get over this San Fran hump who now we can kind of see San Fran is looking like we better step on the gas because they are coming behind us quickly. Um, But man, we got the Jags coming up. And if we don't, if that's not the kit right that we need, then you're right, man. Slap a big P on our head for pretenders uh, because we're not <laughs> Super Bowl contenders right now. And I'm, I'm getting it from every angle, from every friend right now um, about the Rams being pretenders and Matt Stafford against good teams. You talked about it. I'm glad we stacked up those wins, uh, unfortunately, against teams that are not going to be in the playoffs and teams that no one's talking about right now because we can't beat a team that's going to be in the playoffs. And even if we make it, it's going to be tough uh, treading to kind of get through the first game because right now, outside of the Bucks, 
we couldn't really beat a team that's playoff worthy right now. So that's, that is part of that mental game you talked about that hopefully this bounce back game against the Jackson guy get us right. But man, flush this one down the toilet. Uh, the defense has got to be proud again, being able to hold Aaron Rodgers. probably should have lost this game with the field position and the way that our offense kind of really couldn't put anything together. We sh- this should have been almost a 20 point blowout, but they fought, they found a way to stay in it. The questionable you talked about it. One of the things was, you know, punting with six minutes left down to possessions. Like, when are we going to get that extra possession? You know, you're hoping at the end you get an onside kick, but man, I think it was fourth and three, maybe. I I, I can't recall at this point, but all I knew is I'm yelling at the TV. Why are we sending out Johnny Hecker? And why do we have to realize that Corey Bohorquez is, (laughs) was the guy like it was, it, it just hurt that game to realize that from the beginning, there were some certain mistakes here. Um, you know, that, that were played out, whether it was coaching, uh, filling this roster and, and those things. So, man, it was a struggle again, but at least there was some hope. But, man, it's it's sad to be able to put some good things, but then bad things and not be able to put it all together to go get a W. Got the Jags, man. You got to be able to do it this week or else you're right. Pack it up and, you know, just roll out that red carpet for the Niners to come by and pass us up and take that that spot. Yeah, it feels horrible to even kind of discuss that. I hope that, you know, in a week's time, that's out of our minds. We're back to talking about, you know, the Rams have a chance to do this, do that. Because the season's still young, man. There's still a lot of time here. And the more that I watch the tape, the more that I go back and really put my emotions away and, and, you know, just watch what I'm actually seeing, I start to feel a little bit better about how the Rams performed, at least last week. I won't say, you know, Tennessee and San Fran. Those were just horrendous performances. But even uh, going back to last week, we'll discuss that in just a second here. Some of the last few things that I picked up on the tape. Before we get there, though, you guys can always follow us on Twitter at QB's MEP, at Lockdown Rams, and at LA underscore Rambling Bear, and on YouTube at Lockdown Rams. And Brad even mentioned it. My pockets did not come out of last week and looking too good. I'm sure his didn't either. If you guys want to get in on some of that, go check out Bet Online. They're going to have you covered for all season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet online remains your number one spot for all these sports action this season. So go ahead to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on to receive the bonus from football to basketball to NHL to boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Make sure to take advantage of all the offers that are available right now for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Now, thank you guys so much for always making us your first daily listen here at Locked On Rams. Now, Brad, let's pick up with where we left off. And I kind of want to quickly just dive into some of those things that I picked up on the tape. Felt like the Rams really held up well against the Packers on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you're going against Aaron Rodgers. You're going against Devontae Adams. It's a good offense. And at the end of the day, the Rams played a lot of cover one, cover three, which means their corners were really left on an island. And when I say corners, mostly Darius Williams and Jalen Ramsey. And really, I thought both guys played a really good game, especially Williams. I thought D-Will probably had his best game of the season. Both only allowed 40-ish yards, 42, I think, for Williams, 48 for Ramsey. But they were really, really active. And they were left on an island for like 60 to 70% of the game, which is really hard to do against Aaron Rodgers. I thought Raheem Morris actually had a pretty good game plan. He offered a lot of help to guys like Dante Dion, Troy Reader, of course, Taylor Rapp, the guys that, let's just be honest, we all know don't excel in coverage. Like that's not what they do well. So all in all, I really thought that they actually had a better game plan than what most of us really noticed live watching at least. Uh, But in general, of course, you lose a game, doesn't really matter. It's all for not kind of thing. So 
I wanted to pick up here and uh, shift the discussion here a little bit because you even mentioned this before we hopped on here, and I thought it was fascinating. You hear head coach Sean McVay sort of adamant that he doesn't want to throw Matthew Stafford under the bus. This was after the game. I can't remember which reporter asked him. They basically said, you know, you've called out Jared Goff in the past. You've been vocal about some of the quarterback issues. What do you think is going on here? Blah, blah, blah. And McVay really got angry. Like he, this is the first time I've really ever seen him kind of pick up his tone and he apologized like four times. He's like, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't mean (laughs) to sound disrespectful. He knew he kind of like lost it there for a second. Um, And then you mentioned as well, you know, this is sort of the first time that the Rams have had huge expectations and they're not really meeting them to the point where you're starting to see a little bit of kind of backlash from fans and from media and from really everyone. And there's a show that, you know, Coach McVay does every week with JB Long and DeMarco Farr, former Rams player. And I think it's called the Coaches Show, something like that. And I guess McVay had, you know, some sort of comments open on the side of the visual there and he didn't know how to close them. I guess he's just it was so great. Techie. This might have been on YouTube, something like that. And he's reading the comments as they're talking. They're like five minutes into this discussion. And he, you know, I, I screenshotted it. There was some funny comments <laughs> in there. Every one of them was, you know, fire Raheem Morris, bench Troy Reader, Troy Reader this, fire Sean McVay, this team is soft. And McVay basically said, you know, you guys are kind of hurting my feelings. Like, I got to yeah. stop reading these and I can't pay attention to this stuff. You guys are harsh. And that takes us into a different discussion here. You mentioned it. This is really the first time that they're in this situation and we've never really known what Sean McVay is like, at least, you know, outside of the coach speak version. So now you mention how is he going to respond? You know, now he's got a kind of an outlook in terms of how this fan base is responding. It's not just the media. It's not just, you know, the guys inside the building, however they may feel. Now he sees how everyone feels in terms of the followers of this team. Brad, you brought it up. Is this a positive or a negative for the team? And how do you ultimately think they're going to come out of this? Well, I guess we'll find out in due time if it's a negative or positive because there's two <laughs> ways to react to this, right? You get, yeah. you know, you get a little butt hurt and as you're doing this and you're going, it was pretty funny though. If you, if you haven't seen it, go find it. I think Sosa <laughs> tweeted it out as well. Um, but he starts getting closer, closer to the camera and he's reading, wait, wait. And, he, and they're like, oh, why don't you just X that out? And he's like, oh my, oh my, oh my gosh. You guys, are, <laughs> you know, like, and you could tell he was like, almost like i think he was close to almost saying like you guys need to get a life like he was close, getting yeah. a little riled up but again you're right it's the first time that yeah the media has said oh mcveigh dropped the ball here or oh he's not big enough you know i'm not old enough to win the super bowl he was outsmarted blah 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 he's used to that side of it right um mm-hmm. i don't know if he's gotten the internal pressure from this fan base to kind of say like hey man this is a quick ship that we can jump on jump off that's what fandom and nfl is all about not for yeah. most people but for a lot of the fan base right um, so we'll find out how's he going to, how's he going to bounce back? Does he go out, use that as motivation? Is he talking about this to the players and say, Hey, we got to go prove a point out here. They're thinking we're soft. Or is it one of those things where it's overhead and we're making a little bit bigger deal out of it than it is at all. But it was just kind of funny to see his reaction. Cause, um, he couldn't help, but read those. It was almost like, you know, you hear a lot of these players, like, I don't go read the clippings. I don't go read the stuff, but Hey, when it gets turned on and it's in front of you and it's open screen, you kind of get those wandering eyes and you can't stop. So it was kind of funny. And I think it's like, Hey, you know, no free anything out here in the NFL world, especially in Los Angeles, when their, their, their expectations are playoffs, especially, you know, championships. If you're looking at the Lakers and the Dodgers and everything that they've built out here. So um, expectations are high and we'll find out pretty quickly what, McVay can do to bounce back lucky for him. And we've said it three or four times and I'll continue to say it until we get through this game is like, he's got the Jags this week, right? There's not the the Niners waiting around the corner. It's not the Arizona Cardinals yet waiting around the corner, which is coming up. And that's the funny thing is you got to get through the, 
uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, hopefully with a beat down, some confidence building back up and take it into one of those big games. But man, it is one of the first times locally that, you know, he's gotten the pressure from the fans and, and probably has seen it that way. Cause he also is not a text type of guy who's going to go and find it. he doesn't have twitter he's not out here at least right. that we know of you know he might be one of those burner accounts out there i'm watching <laughs> all you guys um but yeah it was really interesting to see and just to see his reaction to all that and to see coming off that post-game interview he's kind of getting away from this you know hey guys you know the, the whole come up to the podium thanks guys yeah. walk away like he's all my fault, get- yeah. yeah it's finally getting into this you know slowly and i don't want to say a veteran of coaching but he's getting past those you know rookie years of being a coach and the expectations are just going higher and right now on a three-game skid and there's glaring um you know chances and where they should have you know gotten better then you know i i totally understand all those comments but it's kind of funny to see him kind of squirm a little bit when he's seeing people kind of say things uh, about him and his performance you know i don't really think it's going to impact much at least i don't want to think that but I'm glad that he saw it. I really am. I mean, at the end of the day, like they need to understand that there's a level of urgency right now that we all want to see out of this team. And for whatever reason, it's not happening. You know, you're seeing all these players come on Instagram. It's, you know, you mentioned it, Von Miller posting this weird tweet or, you know, Instagram caption about holding a Super Bowl trophy and saying like, Oh, I love you. I miss you. I can't wait till you're back in my hands. You see other players saying, you know, I got my back against the wall, like Jordan Fuller. I know who I'm riding with and it's a picture of the team. And, that's great. You know, I love yeah. it. I, I love it. You're going to go down together. You're going to go down swinging with your guys. That is the way it should be. Everyone's tight knit in that locker room. And, you know, you hear a lot of people saying there's a lot of personalities. Can it go south? And I don't think that's the case here at all. Like this team is legit, but. And that's the funny thing is, is Odell Beckham. You know, I'm getting some people going, oh, how's it like to have the cancer of o- Odell Beckham in there? I'm like, he hasn't done anything. This is really, no. he has, has nothing great. to do with any of this. This thing yeah. was probably crumbling as he came in. Um, and so he's probably one of the few people that's just doing his job and trying to just keep this thing moving forward. The Von Miller post was weird. If you guys haven't seen it, go check out his Instagram. <laughs> I do appreciate, we talked about this a little off air. Like I was, at first I was reading, I was like, all right, he's got this internal, like I'm going to go get this trophy again. And then I kept reading and I'm like, this is getting weirder and weirder. I can't wait for you to meet my new teammates. And it was like, how about you go like get on the line and practice getting off the ball a little bit instead of a 15, 20 minutes in this. And I'm not saying, okay, you can have your life and do your Instagram post, but coming off three straight losses, at least we know that internally some of those guys have some confidence and they are backs against the wall. So, Hey man, they better come out firing or all this kind of talk is what are we doing it for? You know? So yeah. man, I, I, to be a fly on the wall on Sean McVay's <laughs> Monday morning, Tuesday morning, uh, talk when he's throwing stuff up on the board and talking about how we're going to reset and get back to work and the poor Jaguars and uh, Trevor Lawrence oh. who you know might just be the the tail end of this whooping yeah that's going to be unfortunate for them it feels like the Rams have you know a month worth of pent-up anger right now yeah. and it feels like the rookie quarterback is going to be on the opposite end of it I feel really bad for him but hey man Urban Meyer, if it's an L, it's an L. You know, the Rams got to get right. We've talked about it. There's no more time to waste here. We're going to discuss that in just a second. The Rams, the Jaguars, how can they win this game? What it ultimately means? It feels like, you know, two, three, four weeks ago, this game meant nothing. And now all of a sudden, it's one of the most important left on their schedule because every game matters at this point for the Rams. So before we get there, though, this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. It's the Built Bar. It's filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, 
but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs. You guys have heard me talk about it. Fat as well. And it's high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. It's delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors. You'll have a hard time choosing. You're going to have raspberry, mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, a bunch of different flavors. You want to cozy up with something warm? Well, here's a holiday secret. You can take your Bilt Bar, dip it into some hot cocoa, have a nice melty uh, Bilt Bar, as well as a nice little cup of cocoa that's now going to taste like Bilt Bar. I'm telling you, that is the way to go. Plus, I mean, at the end of the day, they've got a bunch of different flavors like we mentioned. Even marshmallowy treats, if that's what you like around the holidays, you need to get your hands on the Bilt Bar Puffs. I've tried them. They are fantastic. They're very different compared to most protein bars. Actually, entirely different, even than Bilt Bars, really. It's a different kind of experience. They're light, fluffy, marshmallowy, through and through. And they have different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes great. I'm telling you guys, I've tried them. They taste fantastic. All the different flavors, especially the lemon dip cheesecake. That one is great. If you guys want to get in on that, go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you're going to get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And you guys always hear us talk about betting. If you want to get some more advice from guys who probably know a little bit more than Brad and I do, go check out Locked on Bets. They're your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Now, Brad, we've got a lot to discuss here. I mean, it's the Rams, it's the Jaguars, okay? We know sort of this Jaguars team is just not that good. They're not going to be a playoff team. In fact, they probably have a better chance to be the number one overall drafting team never know what the lines i guess but they got a rookie quarterback trevor lawrence a rookie head coach i guess you can call it an urban meyer and just the roster that's obviously not as talented nowhere near as talented as the rams and the rams now get the pleasure of going home and playing at home for once again and they're in a skid right now it's a three-game losing streak there's a fourth week in there where they had the bye week so it's been over a month now at this point i think or at least it will be on sunday since they've last won a football game it almost feels like the rams don't even remember how to win when you look at this game, and it doesn't even have to be personnel, you know, the Rams are going to need to do this or that, but is there anything that you have circled for this matchup? Is there anything you want to see out of this team? Is there anything that you think they have to do to just get back on track? Not even necessarily just this week, but for the rest of the schedule. Yeah, I want to see if Cam Akers can play yet. That'd be nice. Uh, yeah. Watching some of those videos of him jumping over boxes and stretching out. I'm like, he looks good to go. Let's, I mean, if Matt Stafford's in there, let's get this guy in there. But it's crazy. Um, I also wouldn't trust to put him in behind that line right now. Not that they've been horrible, but you know, there's not a lot of push up there. And we've talked about that enough, but um, mm-hmm. you know, this game really is going to be, again, we I've called it a get right game five times should be playing a drinking game right now with that. <laughs> um, but it, it's gotta be figuring some stuff out, right? It's gotta be able to, sustainable drives converting on touchdowns not field goals protecting the ball winning the turnover battle i think the packers had the ball 20 more minutes than us something ridiculous like that so like getting back to what sean McVay used to do so well it was it was this half leading at halftime was the fun stat but also it was like when he won the uh time of possession he was also you know something like 40 and two or something, you know, so we got to get back to that, right? We got to get back to Rams football, uh, running, uh, put Stafford under the, under center, do some play action. Don't be so obvious on what we're doing, but man, this has got to be a time that the offense comes out with some gusto pushes people off the line. We can find some holes. I'm totally okay with Sony Michelle getting in there and getting some more carries. You picked him up for a reason. Hendo is banged up too. Seems like everyone that's kind of, you know, part of this plan on getting back, uh, is a little banged up. So 
Hey, man, Sonny Michelle had, you know, what, one really bad game where he fumbled and, you know, missed a block. And, he, and But he needs the – he deserves the opportunity to get back there and get some carries because he is a tough runner, and he start running over some people. So I expect big things from the offense. And the defense just kind of continue to gel, continue to get into it, right? Von Miller hasn't looked comfortable yet. Um, Odell uh, looking a little bit more comfortable, a little banged up. So I'm curious to see what he's going to look like on Sunday. But I want to see this defense – uh, continue to get healthy. It sounds like potentially are we adding, um, are we getting some some um, guys back on defense? Did I see anything like that? In the yeah, Justin Hollins uh, Justin had Hollins, his 21-day right. activation thing. I don't know if he'll go this week, but any any week now. We just got to start gelling. We got to keep doing yep. what we're doing. Hopefully our offense won't put us in a weird position, but this is one where I don't want to see the Rams get to like this 17-3 and just cruise control it, right? This needs yeah. to be the 35-3 uh, beatdown. This needs yeah. to be the 42-14 beatdown. Like, this has to be, we go and go and go. This is basically a live scrimmage practice. Sorry, Jaguars. And actually, I'm sorry to this clip being recorded right now, because if they lose, I'm going to look like an idiot saying that this was a practice game and we need to get up and, and get <laughs> it done. But this has got to be a game that mentally... Uh, we take really personal that we got across from us and we don't look down on an opponent and go, all right, let's get through this game. Cause we got the Cardinals on Monday night football. So, so I'm so tired of getting a bears on national TV. Can we get this <laughs> team right? And like, almost like, you know, it used to be when the schedule came out, you're like, how many primetime games we got at this yeah. point, I would love to just flex ourselves out. Can we flex yeah. out of this prime time for, for a little bit so we can kind of get right. Um, I'm tired of getting 75 text messages from everybody about how my Rams suck, but uh, it's, it's just got to be getting back to the grind, right? Pedal to the metal, uh, you know, get some things right. And it starts on the O-line, starts on the D-line getting pressure. You talked about defense playing well. The one thing that they need to do a little bit better, um, you know, get in there and get on the quarterback. Pressures yeah. are one thing, great. Uh, knockdowns are another thing, great. Sacks, got to convert mm-hmm. this stuff. Got to get tips uh, on the ball so we can kind of create some turnovers. That's been lacking lately, too. When we start to create those kind of swing play moments, a.k.a. Matt Stafford pick sixing, if we can do some of that stuff the other way, um, this team is dangerous. And, and um, I think it was Jalen Ramsey after the game is, you know, seems stunned. We got all these great players. We're just not living up to the potential. And I think that's it, right? Raheem Morris is getting exposed a little bit, whether, you know, you're kind of looking back at the film and say, hey, probably was one of, one of his better game planning systems. But I'm not sure if he's the right fit here. Uh, he's yeah. got, again, just like a lot of these guys that are on the bottom of the roster, these special teams guys that are struggling right now. Um, hey, you got six games left to put some stuff on tape to kind of secure that you need a job next year with this organization. That's Raheem Morris and, you know, uh, those guys included. So, um we got to win three phases. Can't win offense and special teams and lose defense. We can't win special teams and defense and lose offense. We have to win three phases against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's just plain and simple. I can't wait for your crossover uh, coming up again tomorrow to hear what, what those guys say. Um, I hope it's kind of you know reminiscent of when you talk to the Houston Texans guys and they were like, <laughs> oh, we're terrible. Take the win and go because yeah. we need it right now. I can't believe we're even in this spot right now. If you told me a month ago that we'd be sitting here talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, saying this is a must win or the season's over, we may as well get ready for next year, I would have slapped you. I mean, I, I can't believe it, to be honest with you. But we're here. I mean, this is the situation now. The Rams need to win this game. And to me, it's not so much of a you know week 13 Rams-Jaguars 
this is the show. It's more of a long-term picture here. And yeah. this is where it starts right now because the teams that get hot at playoff times, you know, those are the best teams. Ultimately, those are always the teams that go far, the ones that are healthy, that can get hot at the right time. And this is where it starts for the Rams. It should have started last week or two weeks ago or however many weeks ago. It didn't. That doesn't matter. That's in the past. Now you can correct it. It starts with this game. You got it. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, the, maybe the easiest game you're going to play all year, one of for sure. I mean, the Lions, yeah, they're probably a worse team, but that was an emotional one, which was going to be harder, right? Maybe the Texans, okay. This is one of those gimmies that you need to really establish yourself back as one of these teams. Not only that's the best in the NFL, no one's going to think that after you beat the Jaguars, but get that momentum correct. This is why momentum is important in football. Yeah. A lot of people say it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's only <laughs> as good as your next play call. Listen, I get it, all right? But there's a human aspect to this game. There's a human aspect to real life. I mean, yeah. you look at the Rams ever since that fourth quarter in Houston or against, against Houston, been downhill that's all it's yeah. been since then and this you can't this, tell me that momentum didn't carry into the next few games this may be a bad comparison because i've done no research on this but you're talking <laughs> about momentum right and i think back to the new york football giants when they were having an up and down season and this was the stray hand years this was eli's first championship i believe um but they were struggling are they making the playoffs are they not making the playoffs and they finished the season really strong had a great defense offense was meh you know good enough to put points on the board plaxico burris that whole deal and they finished that season they lost to the patriots i think the last game of the season but they were almost gonna knock them off that undefeated streak that would come to kind of come full circle in that super bowl but uh they got hot near the end their confidence was high and it's a reset when you get into the playoffs it's a reset i don't care how bad you are i don't care what matt stafford's record in the playoff is i don't care what his record is versus winning teams it's a reset you got a quarter of football left we got six games get through these two you got four games after that finish on a hot streak with some momentum take it to the playoffs and Let's see what happens. But I think that's – I'm trying to kind of pull from a team like that where maybe they were written off uh, week 14, late in the season, uh, but they didn't write themselves off. And I'm hoping that's what Sean McVay did, took a little screenshot of those comments and said, hey, that's going up in you know my, my office and it's going to motivate me and we're going to go prove some people wrong because that's really it. He's a, either you go prove people wrong or you lay over and uh, or you lay down and basically give it all back and, and look to start over in the offseason and answer all these questions. So it's really up to them. And we said it in, in segment two. It is in their hands. We don't need help from this person. Obviously, you know, we're looking at first in the division, probably long gone. So don't focus on that. Just focus on what you have in front of you, getting in the playoffs, starting fresh. And going and shocking some people. And I think that's really, they need to take that, you know, me against the world mentality. It sounds like they already are slowly getting there. But it doesn't mean anything if you can't show up on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays and whatever other random days they play football. <laughs> smash some tail and, and get some W's on the board. So I'm fired up. So as you can tell, I'm ready for some football. And I need a win in my life. I need some win. I got my Michigan team is in the top four in the playoffs. And I'm feeling good about it. But, man, I, I'm looking around. I need both football teams playing well right now. Yeah, we need it in the worst kind of way. I mean, we cannot watch another loss. I've watched too many losses. I've stayed up too yeah. many weird nights, 2.30 in the morning, recording <laughs> these podcasts after the Rams lose. I can tell you it is not fun, all right? It's Losing not. the game, bad. Recording after, even worse. Recording after that <laughs> until 2 in the morning, the worst combination of all time. Brad, that's going to take us into our prediction here. We both had Ws listed here for Week 13. We both actually had Ws in the preseason schedule breakdown series for week 12 as well. We couldn't get you on last week. I changed mine. I'm sure you probably would have changed yours as well. Like I mentioned <laughs> on there. Uh, 
I'm going to give the floor to you here, my friend. We both have W's. What do you got? Yeah, I got to, I, I just blindly hoping my team can do something to make us feel good. I'm going big here. I, it's a W. It's, you can't change it. It's the Jaguars, <laughs> right? And, and if we yeah. win by three points, great. We'll come and probably dog them here a little bit and tell them it's not good enough. And it's a, a preview to that whole motivational speech I tried to give right now that ain't happening. But I really need like a 35-10 win. I need at least 14 to, you know, 17 point victory uh, to feel good about this because this should be a beat down. That team has not been clicking all season. They haven't played good teams. Well, they haven't played bad teams. Well, you mentioned it. They're closer to a number one overall pick than they are to a 15th overall pick. Um, We got to go there and get this done. So big win for the Rams. I don't know what it means after that, but hopefully it's one of those things where you just, you know, they always say about basketball players when he's on a cold streak, just need to see one go in. Once you see that one go in, you're going, oh, man, I could Steph Curry this thing from half court. And I think that's what we need because we're going to need a Steph Curry from half court because we got Monday Night Football versus the Arizona Cardinals right after that. So confidence is a must. Got to get a big win. 100%. I can't disagree at all. Get that first one in and then let them start kind of rolling in behind that. That is what the game is here. Momentum for the Rams, not just this week. It is a big picture look for the rest of the season. Thank you guys so much for always joining us here and making us your first daily listen at Locked on Rams. Make sure to tune back in tomorrow for our crossover episode with Locked on Jaguars host Tony Wiggins. This guy's 10 times more entertaining than me. I'm telling you, you are not going to want to miss (laughs) this one. I'm already smiling just thinking about how funny it's going to be. But thank you, guys. Make sure to tune into that. Like I mentioned, he's going to break down the Jaguars, of course, and I'll do my best to break down the Rams. Just a reminder, you guys can follow us on Twitter at QBsMEP, at LA underscore Rambling Bear, and at LockedOnRams, and on YouTube as well, at LockedOnRams. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.